You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Celtic Soul Brothers and the Strong Devoted. episode we'll be talking about Dexy's Midnight Runners to Raya. In the room I have Rob. Boy howdy. And Ben. More please and thank you. And on the line I have Kyle. Hi there. To Raya is the second studio album by English pop band Dexy's Midnight Runners released in July 22nd 1982 by Mercury Records. The producer was Kevin Rowland, Clive Langer, and Alan Winstonley. And the genre is new wave I guess. I don't know if it's Is new that wave. what the book says? Yeah. New wave, I yeah. guess. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to read from the book David Hutchin. After the success of searching for the young soul rebels, Ken Rowland could hardly have foreseen Dexy's next step. Most of the band leaving, a label change, and singles Keep It Part 2, Plan B, and Liars A to E, failing to gain significant chart placings. There is not a market whiz who could have predicated the band's own plan B. Roland recruited three violinists who specialized in Irish music. This new lineup's first single, the Celtic Soul Brothers, stalled outside the top 40, and then the band's horn section split, only to return as hired hands. So when Dexys played a concert for a national radio station in June, few people in the audience knew what to expect. Dungarees, unkept hair, fiddles and brass jousting for attention... The speech in the middle of There, There, My Dear, in which Roland announces he was giving up his search for the Young Soul Rebels. Come on, Aline was the last roll of the dice. Lacking support, it lingered at the bottom of the charts for weeks, then took off becoming 1982's biggest selling single in Britain. By the spring of the next year, it had reached the top in America. Their debut hit there, and Dexys were trapped in fame of truly global proportions. All right, what do we think of... Kel, uh, I didn't get it right. Kevin Rowland and Dix, Dixie's Midnight Runners <laughs> to Raya. This is credited to Kevin Rowland and Dixie's Midnight Runners? Yes. Yeah, yeah on the cover. Okay, well, I, I get it. Yeah. I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like this yeah. record. Yeah, I had these, uh, the three of this period, so I'm a, a little more familiar. I don't know how I got into them. I think it's through the Pogues. And just our sort of love of the Pogues. And I was like, what else is like this around this time? And this always stood out. And I, like everyone else, you know, in America, I thought it's just a one hit wonder, right? Like, it's just come on, Eileen. And then I started digging. And once I listened to the first record in this, I was like, oh, there's a lot more going on to this band. They have a, a lot better chops than you initially credit them as. And Come On Lean is, I mean, obviously a great song, but there's a, there's a lot deeper musicianship yeah. coming coming through these albums. They, simil- they just dress like assholes, yeah. so you don't expect <laughs> it to <laughs> exist. Like, 
I, I, Gypsy folk punks? <laughs> no, them dressing like the little rascals is their downfall, I think. <laughs> I think that, that you, you can't come back from that. Apparently we're getting a third record, so... Well, yeah. I, I imagine you can. Well, or, or, or did they come back from a, from a global hit? <sighs> Not I, the States. I think, it, it, yeah, like... Unfortunately for Dexy's Midnight Runners and the good music that they make, by the time they were they were seen by anyone in the states, yeah, they're dressing like Dickensian rascals. And how do you not just think they're a novelty act? But I mean, they were dressing like what berets and like yeah, the, whatever the, the, beforehand, like the they, dock they, workers, they, and then they were wearing like sweatsuits, sweatsuits for a minute. Like they, uh, and then they had sharp suits. Like they, yeah. they kept yeah. changing. Yeah. I, I wish it's almost like a bunch of uh, methamphetamine. Well, <laughs> it, it, I'm sure that it, it's all Kevin Rowland's decisions, like the yeah. the image and everything. The music is good. I wish he would not focus so much on the imagery because I think in the end it, it's the the the, the top heaviness of that imagery that yeah. that just drug him down. It's what kept me away from like digging into their their it, records, yeah, which to, to my detriment. Yeah, this album is stunning. Um, I mean, I know we did a, a previous Dexys Midnight Runners record, and uh, you know, I came into this. I'm like, it's, it's probably gonna be pretty good, but I came back to this record over and over, and mm. um, even songs that are really long, you're like, oh boy, buckle up, here we go. And then th- the songs are epic, like uh, yeah, until I believe in my soul. I think is until my I believe in my soul track yeah. on the record, and it's seven. Plus minutes long. That one yes. also gave me Prizzy Prizzy Please vibes. Oh, yeah. I wrote down, uh, sounds like Mark from Prizzy's falsetto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the falsetto. I did think it was a little front-loaded, because going from Celtic Soul Brothers to Let's Make This Precious, which I think was maybe my standout other than, you know, come on, Eileen. And then all in all, Jackie Wilson said, and after that, I feel like it, it hits this little dip. It does hit a bit it, of a dip. It sort of, uh, instead of, you know, instead of those elements being sprinkled throughout to sort of keep the record up, I do feel like they start so strong, like running out of the gate, and then it goes into a lot of these ballads um, or, or slower songs, and then it comes back at and, the end. And uh, the American release had... Uh, Come on, Eileen is uh, track one side two. Yeah, yeah, uh, which definitely would have helped out that right. that dip. I, I don't think that old is a bad song in any way, shape, or form. Oof. But it doesn't Rubble. have the uh, it, it doesn't have the punch that that you need for flipping the record. Well, Birch, since you brought up sequencing, um, did any of you guys check out the the BBC like live show that they did like right when this dropped, where they played the album in its entirety? No, no. I don't know. Uh, I, I can see it's a little front loaded. Like, <laughs> hey, should, I'm sorry, Kyle. Should, should we have? Should we did, check it out? Do we? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys should check it out. Okay. okay. You guys should check it out. <laughs> Speaking specifically of, of the sequencing, um, yeah, the, the, the front half's a little more exciting, but um, mm. you know, you stick your toes in, you kind of get used to it. Uh, I love, I love side two. I love that it closes with uh, "Come on, Eileen." I can kind of see the American track listing a little bit. I can see them, you know. Yeah, I can I think, see why they, they stuck that at the beginning of side two. Yeah, I just That's thought where it, you put the banger. Yeah, absolutely. I just think plan B, I'll show you liars. Yeah. It, it, well, they're good songs. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying they shouldn't be on the album, but it it does start so poppy, so dancey that by the time you get to side two, you're kind of like, huh, it's weird. It almost feels like a, a shift in the yeah. 
in the tone of the, the sure. Album. Yeah, n- nothing that made me want to skip any songs though. No, like, absolutely not. Yeah, there was never a point where I I got bored and and clicked forward. Yeah. Right now we're listening to the Van Morrison cover, which I really enjoy. So good. Yeah. I, I at first I, I forgot that it was a Van Morrison cover, and and we covered. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know he does it on uh, "Too Late to Stop Now," yep. and uh, I forget what studio album is from. Something in '68. Yeah, I was listening to him. Like, okay. Oh man, this is great. This sounds so familiar. Did they, they just on their first album too? Like, are they just like bringing the song back? No, no, it's Van Morrison. Van the man. Yeah. What's the lead singer's name? Kevin something. Roland. Roland. Yeah, yeah Kevin Roland uh, was. The, people, the press accused him of uh, kind of plagiarizing a little bit or, or being a little too influenced by Van Morrison and, uh, you know, having this song on there. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm influenced by him. I covered this fucking song. What's, <laughs> yeah, what, what's, yeah. What's your next next question? Yeah, what's, what's, what, what do you expect? Um, uh, Celtic Soul Brothers was the inspiration for the book and eventually the movie The Commitments. Really? Yeah. Okay. 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 Not aware of that. I still haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's great. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Birch, you mentioned shortly after he hired on the mm-hmm. the trio of of uh, uh, fiddle players, which he renamed all of them to have more Irish sounding names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then dubbed them the Emerald Express. Shortly after that, yeah. The, the brass section and and others of the band quit. They're like, oh, you're a fiddle band now? Well, I guess we're going to start our own. Sorry, we're going to start our own backing band. Yeah, and yeah. Someone will get us. Uh, I didn't realize that they were hired back as hired hands. But mm-hmm. yeah, I know that he pleaded with them to at least stick around long enough to finish recording the record and then play that one show to play through the stuff. And then... You can go. You can go. Yeah. I'm so glad that they were able to come up to an agreement yeah. because the strings and brass on this album is a cool mix. It's what makes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wrote down multiple times on this that this album, Sands Horns, would have sucked. <laughs> 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 and it's a good thing Kevin Rowland talked the horn section into recording. Um <laughs> Yeah, and do you remember how kind of out of tune and shitty the horns were on the first record? A little bit. Like, they were, they were off. They were they're, off. They're fucking on now. And then, and then, like, when they they got good and they're like, nah, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> and then they went on to, like, play with Squeeze and fucking mm-hmm. uh, Elvis <laughs> Castello and a bunch, like, basically everybody else. They were, like, just, like, the hired guns. So, it, but is this horn section that we're hearing even the same horn section as Young Soul Rebels? Or is this, are we hearing their replacements? I think it's the same guys because okay. uh, yeah. I think Patterson yeah. was uh, one of the du- like was one of the founding members of um, of the yeah. band, and he was he, he was, was the one that took he everybody. The, the with la- him. He was the last to leave, and then he still took he still gutted the band. Yeah. When he left. He's he's he stayed after the first mutiny, and then led the second one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patterson on trombone.
fucking like just unison like horn hits on a let's make their on yeah yeah let's make this precious are just so big. Dude, let's so make good. it so this big. precious ah. is such a bopping soul song. And there's something I noticed today when I was listening for like the twelfth time, uh, near the end of it, like the like the last quarter of the song, uh, the violins come through and they play the melodic hook. They play the "Come mm-hmm. on, Eileen" notes. Yeah. Da 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 da. Like, yeah. it's it's cool. Just yeah. like just having that 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 theme. Yeah, you know. No, it's great. I can't imagine this album without yeah the horns. Like mm-hmm. there's. It's it would have been lacking in that soul, that like northern soul mm-hmm. substance. It would have been I'm just I guess imagining that they probably would have weighed so heavily into the Celtic, like Irish, you know, folk that they they would have lost all of the the sort of gotten full yeah. pentangle. Yeah. Yeah. They would have gone <laughs> into that folk area and but that it or, would have been a less engaging album for me or he would have you know hired some studio guns and it wouldn't have had that that's true that, i mean he that, could have. that yeah. road tested like gang mentality yeah. of this band that's just trying to make something work <laughs> dexies much respect so much respect i'm right? really looking forward to the next one me too yeah what do they sound like in suits <laughs> what do they sound like when there's only three of them and they're wearing suits <laughs> Only two years time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> two years real time or two years of their time? Their time. Okay. So like six months of six our months time. Six months of our time. <laughs> Did um, anyone else get like a pulp vibe off the song Old? Um, I got some Beach Boys vibes off of oh, Old. Also, I got I some ELO vibes off of that one and Plan B. Uh, just the the er, string arrangements and the way they're played. Um, kind of rhyme that. But yeah, I, I get what you're... That's oh, it does, step in it does have a melodic like seventh or something like there is when they go into the, the verse, mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of a discordant approach. I think I that's that's yeah, I was getting a little I wouldn't say pulp, but uh, some of those other sort of uh, crooners or singer songwriters. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched the music video for Come on Eileen recently? I didn't go back to watch it. I almost went back and watched the Young Ones episode that has them. Uh, I think a, a season or series two, episode three, sick. Is that is that vagabond era Dexies or dock worker era? Definite vagabond era yeah. Dexies. Yeah, in the, the the video, obviously it's obviously it's vagabond era. Uh, I was watching the video, and the video is kind of telling the story of. The song, it's like acting out what he's singing about. And he's singing about like being young with someone, but then they're old, like they're in their like mid to late 20s, but they're dressed like little rascals, but they're running around the streets together, snapping their fingers like kids. And I was just wondering, are they supposed to be kids in the video? Like, are they <laughs> are they playing kids? Or is this like what they're into? Just like... Being the little rascals running around the streets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I'm vaguely remembering that that video now. Yeah, their look was so strange. I'm with you, Rob. Though I didn't. You can smell I their did, look. Did not like <laughs> take them seriously. <laughs> you can. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can. 
Yep. <laughs> it's like a secret sailor. It does, yeah. <laughs> it smells like an XPRX orange show. <laughs> or an onion farm. <laughs> so, do the, 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 the crust punks of the last 20 years, do they cite Dexy's Midnight Runners as a style influence? Uh, I have definitely seen bands that have like a fiddle, and it's like folk punk. Do you think which are? Do you think they cite Dexys Midnight Runners? Absolutely. Interesting. I bet they get pissed if you bring it up. To be honest, (laughs) (laughs) fuck you, buddy. (laughs) Feed my dog. (laughs) Give my dog a beer. That's right. Feed this dog I stole from someone's yard. (laughs) Buy my patch. (laughs) My patches got patches. Scapees got scapees and my rashes got rashes. <laughs> oh, did you guys re- look up what Christgau had to say about this? No, I'm curious though. Yeah, did you look yeah, it up? I, I did. Uh, uh, he said that Roland's arrangements are impossibly busy and his vocals impossibly uh, mannered. No, that's not the right one. Uh, but on this record, he does the impossible. It makes me believe he's found some young soul rebels. The unison horn voicing underlying the sim- uh, un- the unison horn voicing and post uh, stacks fiddles impart an underlying simplicity that that'll pass for Celtic. And if Roland swoops and swerves where he, a real soul singer would just emote, his earnestness prevails anyway. That's a good write-up. He gave I, it a B plus. I agree um, okay. Yeah. He full on hated the record that came before this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it. it Coming from like I, I, this is undeniable to me, to my ears, to my taste. But I think that even like people that like wouldn't be into this could at least go, yeah, they're doing a thing. Yeah, they're I mean, doing a thing, and they're they're bucking the trends, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. On paper, this sounds horrible. To be to me, <laughs> kind of like, have you ever tried to describe cake to someone who hasn't heard cake? <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, there's a trumpet. And like hip hop bass, <laughs> but like there's also like a honky tonk guitar, and the dude's just doing like spoken word poetry over it. His vocalizations, his sort of falsetto singing. Does I love it, it. Does it work? Okay. It's, it's very stylized, and I think that he is making it work for him. Okay. Uh, he's 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 definitely committing to it. Yeah. I like. I know he's he was going for a chairman of the board type of thing, mm-hmm. but at this point, I think that he just sounds like Kevin Rowland, and no one else really sounds like Kevin Rowland. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, at first, I remember when I first started listening to them and his voice stuck out because he is do- trying to do a soul thing. And with that falsetto, mm-hmm. you know, how he's he's emoting that way. It it didn't uh, it didn't quite hit at first. But after a while, I, I started is like he's going for it. I mean, it doesn't feel 
forced or something. He he is he is doing something there. When when I first heard Young Soul Rebels, I I liked it and I liked the songs and I liked the band. I also thought though both like the band and his delivery, his vocal delivery sounded a little stiff, a little forced, a little like he was trying to imp- like impose this affectation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at this point, it does not sound stiff. It does not sound forced. It just sounds like this is this band, what they sound like, and they're just doing their thing. Yeah. And I'll, it's such it's, uh, such a subtle nuance of a difference, but I pick up on it and I, I really dig to Raya. Yeah. Cool. Come I should have known. Come on, Eileen has sold 1.33 million copies in the UK as of uh, 2013. Damn. Is that counting? That's the single. Is that just single? So that's not people that bought two Raya. Right. That's impressive. Yep. Huge. I mean, we, we all thought, I mean, America still considers them a, a one hit wonder. wonder. Yeah. It's the only song that made it to my ears. Right, me too. And yeah. I mean, but that 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 song's like going to be remembered hundreds of years from now, like yeah. as yeah. just a th- yeah. th- that that will be a like a set in stone like classic. It's like, an earworm of earworms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's something you can scream in a bar at yeah. two in the morning. It's a some it's something that an entire soccer stadium can <laughs> scream yeah. together in unison. Yeah. yeah, I do love the the. Uh, at the end of that song, the sort of the slow down, so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they use mm-hmm. they they like squeeze every bit of like pop melody out of that song, from the intro to the bouncing bass to the chorus mm-hmm. to the to the refrain to the ending. You know, s- slowing that, it down and bringing it back. Like that's the that's uh, the part that he eventually admitted he got from Kevin Archer, right? Yeah, that Kevin Archer was in Dixie's Mach 1 and was he was a guitar player and he was a songwriter with him and he had submitted like a demo of a song he wrote right before he quit and the demo has it it's not the same song but it has that same breakdown and gradual speed up thing mm-hmm. like if you oh, listen to him back to back you're like oh well yeah that's where he got that idea he, yeah. this dude should deserve a little bit of credit for that song which eventually he got good yeah have you ever seen a copy of this in the wild? Never. No. Me neither. Nope. Really? I think it's because it, I mean, the the single hit over here, but the I don't think the album sold well in the U.S. at all. Or maybe people went out and bought the album when the single was that big, and then they realized the whole record's good and there's no reason to sell it. <laughs> 40 years later. <laughs> they're just holding they're on just to them. Holding on to it for dear life. <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing else to add. Uh I just at the end of the day, I wanted to hate this record like really, really bad, <laughs> and I fucking loved it. So it's a total positive. Yeah. From me. Yeah. After you hear so much about Roland, and you hear him do falsetto and all these cheeky little tricks, it's like I really, I really want to dislike this record, but I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love every every track on this record. Yeah. Yeah. Dex is is doing at, at this. I would say this is probably peak um, for them. It feels new, exciting with the new uh, violin players and it's got that little Celtic flair. It feels like the Van Morrison, you know, kind of stuff, which, uh, it's exciting. 
It's cool stuff. Then they succeeded. <laughs> they succeeded, yeah. Total positive for me. No offense to any sump pumps in the room, but it's cool to hear an album without synth in 82. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it makes the ears happy. It does. Yeah. <sighs> what song is this? This is Liars A to E. Liars A to E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those background singers are killing it. Yeah. I, I find it interesting, too, that... I mean, they had said that Come On Eileen was, they knew it was going to be like a big hit, right? How could could you not? The first time you hear that song, you're like, well, there's a million copies. But they didn't start with that for their singles. Well, I think Celtic Soul Brothers was released before the album. That's right. You're right. So Because it was after Celtic Soul Mm -hmm. Brothers that people started quitting. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Until I Believe in My Soul. Such an epic song. I looked up uh, like a lyric video on YouTube and it is the most British thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Like 20 seconds into it, like Harry Potter imagery shows up. <laughs> Highly recommended. <laughs> like they were trying to think of something epic and like Harry Potter just came to mind. So we're listening to Come On Eileen. It did not have the intro fiddle part. On this mm-hmm. version. Yeah. On, on the Spotify version it does. Yeah, there's two. Yeah, and there's... Then- the Spotify version's got both the intro and the outro. Yeah. And f- historically, versions had like one or the other. Yes. Is like the, the, the most recent reissue that has both. Yes. Okay. So there's like three different links. There's four different links of that song. Mm-hmm. The version with no intro, no outro, just an intro, just an outro, and then both. Okay. I'm, I'm now caught up. Yeah. I like the whole thing. They should. I like the intro and the outro. Yeah. But at the very least, the intro, that uh, that violin intro, I think is yeah pretty crucial. I think so. Me too. This album is a timeless classic. I love it. Yeah, it's interesting to have such a specific sound in the middle of a year that had a very specific sound, and for it still to sound timeless. Uh, we'll get into you know with some of these other bands that we're going to talk about, but I feel like after punk, people are like well, I can be in a band. I can do this. And it was a real catalyst for everything. And they were right then, and they're there right now, kids. Yeah. You can do this. You can be in a band. Everyone should be in a band. Yep. Stop what you're doing. Be in a band. Do it. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about Simple Minds, New Gold Dream, 81, 82, 83. So hard to picture dirty trucks as young boys. If you see a man crying, hold his hand. He's my friend. If these words sound corny, switch it up. I don't care. Nearby, he's still crying. I want smile while he's there.